Sounds Like the Future, our podcast from Purdue University's College of Engineering brings you this episode exploring the field of construction engineering and management. As the college continues to mark 2020 as a year for celebrating its history and mapping its future, we visit the division called CEM. That's where infrastructure is literally foundational to visionary research and teaching. CEM head Dr. Mark Hastak will discuss public investment in construction projects alongside Purdue's investment in diverse engineering talent, data analysis, and innovative collaboration. I'm your podcast host, journalist Bill Schmidt, looking at blueprints for the lifelines of tomorrow's economy. We welcome Dr. Mark Hastak, the head of the Division of Construction Engineering and Management. Thank you for joining us for this conversation, Dr. Hastak. I want to ask about your own uh, distinguished background and about this CEM division of Purdue's College of Engineering. But first, I'm eager to say one word and get your reaction. It's a word that's uh, back again on the political radar. Every once in a while, it uh, it, it comes back resoundingly. What would you say uh, about the word infrastructure? I define infrastructure as a lifeline of our society. You know, having said that, however, infrastructure, in my opinion, is a very complex word. You know, it often refers to uh, civil infrastructure, including bridges, dams, roads, highways, water, wastewater, electricity, and so on. But it could also include uh, civic infrastructure, social infrastructure, financial, educational, environmental, and cyber infrastructure that play a very important role in post-disaster recovery. But it is important that we maintain a certain level of good repair for all our infrastructure uh, to sustain the well-being of our society. And uh, as you might know that ASCE, the American Society of Civil Engineers, estimates that we need to invest about $4.5 trillion by 2025 to fix the country's civil infrastructure. So. As construction engineers, you know, we, we give a lot of importance to that as we play a critical role in making that happen once, of course, the funding has been allocated for these projects. So I think infrastructure, in our opinion, is a, is a very important field, very important area for us as, as uh, construction engineers, as researchers. Uh, you know, much of my research has been in the area of infrastructure planning and rehabilitation as well. How would you describe the relationship between engineering, infrastructure, and CEM? Infrastructure is intricately connected to engineering. No doubt about that. Uh, most of the infrastructure projects, you know, whether they be roads, uh, bridges, dams, tunnels, water, wastewater, or power, they all require engineering skills, right from planning, design, construction, and maintenance. So essentially the whole life cycle of the project from concept to, to completion. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, CEM plays a major role in making this happen. You know, construction engineers are involved right from the beginning and are essentially responsible for bringing the project to fruition through construction, through engineering, and management of the project while maintaining the cost schedule, quality, safety, and now uh, also sustainability 
of the entire project idea. So while infrastructure covers major areas of our research, uh, you know, our faculty also excel in areas of uh, facilities engineering, virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, you know, cyber physical space, construction safety, GIS, BIM, heavy construction, underground infrastructure, and of course, profitability of construction companies, uh, just to name a few. So, you know, infrastructure to us is very important. Most of our faculty work in that space. And, uh, but that is not to say that that is where uh, our faculty put their entire focus. They also cover other important areas of construction. Please talk about that for a moment. Yes, it's important not to just sum up all of CEM's research uh, under that uh, under that one term. Uh, what to what other activities are you most uh, uh, closely and uh, lastingly related? Well, as as I mentioned, you know, infrastructure, as as you started off, uh, is an extremely important area for us. Most of our faculty. Uh, work in that space but they're also experts in several other important areas that are all related to how we bring infrastructure projects to uh, completion and uh, that of course includes uh, facilities engineering virtual reality augmented reality uh, you know the, the the cyber physical space so to say uh, construction safety uh, GIS applications, uh, building information modeling, heavy construction, underground infrastructure, and and of course, uh, you know, construction industry is also interested in profitability of their enterprise, and we do a lot of research in how to improve profitability of companies also. So the point being that uh, we we work in all related spaces within the construction engineering and management domain. Within that broad world, are there a few projects or programs or professors uh, that you'd especially like to single out as representatives of the uh, of what's the cutting edge in engineering for construction and management? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Uh, well, all our faculty are experts in those specific areas that I mentioned earlier, and they're all very well known nationally and internationally for their expertise and contribution to the body of knowledge. Uh, they're invited all over the world to uh, offer keynote speeches and presentations of their research and so on. So it's very difficult for me to single out uh, one particular faculty. However, uh, you also mentioned areas within our program. So let me highlight a couple of uh, uh, distinguishing features uh, of our undergraduate program that perhaps would be of interest. And that is that we are perhaps the only program in the country that requires three internships as a part of our curriculum. So our students uh, go through three paid internships and uh, we place uh, over 120 students every summer with about 35 to 40 different companies around the country and some overseas as well. And as, uh, as you probably know that uh, uh, you know, in the past 45 years or so, uh, because of this, we have had 100% placement, and we have also built relationships with over 180 plus construction companies that work uh, not only nationally but also around the world. And that is a mainstay of our of our program. 
that distinguishes our students. Uh, they they get the cutting edge that uh, that is the basis of our program, which is experiential program, and uh, that gives them that uh, uh, learning experience that combines uh, the the actual implementation of principles as well as learning theoretical concepts during their coursework. So that's one. And the second aspect is that you know we are we are very uh, particular about uh, paying attention to bringing in minority and underrepresented students to the program. And we want to make sure that they feel they feel comfortable in the construction industry, construction environment, and they build their careers and become successful individuals. Within that context, a few years back, we started a group called WIN-C, and that stands for Women in Construction. And that was actually initiative taken by some of our alumnas, and they also serve on our advisory board, and they took that initiative and uh, have built a network of all our alumnas that are uh, in different project management roles and senior leadership roles around the country. And as we place our students on internships, particularly young women students, they make sure that they connect with them and they make sure that they feel that their needs are being met, that they're learning what needs to be learned, and uh, they are mentored throughout that process with these senior executives, uh, our alumnas, uh, from the program, and uh, that group is only growing. Um, you know, at, at the present, we we have about uh, 25, 26 percent of our batch is is, uh, is women students. So those are two specific points that I thought I would point out. That's a good reminder that uh, you can't have infrastructure without people, and you can't have people without infrastructure that the two very much go together we can't just think in terms of the uh the uh, uh bridges and the and the uh tunnels but uh, also that we need uh, the the fullness of america's uh, talent base and creativity base uh working in all of these areas huh yes indeed uh you know we we need to prepare our uh, engineering graduates so that they are able to serve these different segments of the industry. And, uh, you know, construction industry is a service industry, as you know. And our students will find that they might be working with different kinds of clients over their entire career. And as a result of which, they need to be uh, up to speed with what are the requirements and the specific requirements of uh, different clients. You graduated from Purdue yourself. And you've served in industry, academia, and professional organizations. You came home to campus here in 2001, and you've received the title Dernlin Family Head of Construction Engineering and Management. So I'm a Purdue graduate. I received my PhD at Purdue in 1994, and I moved around the country uh, working at various universities. And prior to coming to to Purdue, uh, you know, I was working in the industry for a few years, and uh, after finishing my PhD, I I uh, went to Georgia Tech uh, as a postdoc. From there, I went to NYU to start my my academic career, 
And uh, at that time, it was uh, called Brooklyn Poly, a polytechnic university that later on got taken over by NYU. Um, and from there, I uh, went to University of Cincinnati. And I came back to Purdue in 2001. And I have served the industry for, oh, well, good over 30 years. Uh, working in the industry as as a on the field uh, as an academic, of course, as a consultant and as an expert in the field. You have personal areas of emphasis and priority goals at as the division's head. Is the division involved in collaborations such as the Purdue Engineering Initiatives, the PEIs that the college has designated as incubators for new ideas? Well, yes, indeed. Uh, you know, we we are presently developing a strategic plan for the next five years, with uh, focus on, of course, uh, our undergraduate program, graduate program, uh, research, and then service uh, service to the to the industry and the community. And uh, within within that emphasis, you know, we are engaging all our stakeholders. Uh, including our industry partners, advisory board, uh, students, faculty, staff, and and all those who interact with us, uh, to come up with you know what should be the path forward for us in the next uh, five years. You know, being one of the top programs in the country is good, but it is also means that we we need to stay on the cutting edge at all the times, and that has been the emphasis of our program and all the activities that we. We have been doing so. Uh, it has been indeed a privilege working in this field and uh, making sure that that you know we we provide a program that is best of the best and remains the best of the best uh, moving forward. So we are uh, we are developing that strategic plan with that uh, uh, concept in mind. You mentioned the PEIs. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, construction is a service industry. And as a service industry, you know, we need to be uh, able to provide uh, effective services and delivery of projects to all our clients. They come from different industries. So having said that, uh, you know, uh, we, are, we are making sure that uh, construction industry is well versed with the latest technology and the tools and the thought processes that are necessary. And that comes through our research uh, that we bring down to our undergraduate curriculum as well and so our students get exposure to that too so with that said you know the all five peis have some role for construction engineering and management education and research to play you take data and engineering applications uh, you know we are we are presently working on research on uh, how to uh, how to promote data analytics or construction data analytics uh, for for our companies you know there there's a lot of work being done in informatics as in collecting the information but not much work in the in the construction industry with respect to uh, construction data analytics you know how do you how do you slice and dice the information to make it more fruitful and uh, making uh, useful decisions based on based on the available data and then again, what type of data should be collected uh, and how it should be collected becomes important. So we are we are working with uh, our construction industry and uh, our research in, in promoting that aspect. 
The second P, PEI is uh, autonomous and connected systems. And again, uh, a lot of research is being done. And I mentioned the cyber physical space that we are strategically improving. We just hired uh, a, a recent young faculty who's going to join us in, in fall. And uh, she's one of our, uh, she's going to add more strength to our cyber physical space. And, uh, you know, the construction industry has always had safety issues. And we are very particular that we train our students in how to be safe on construction sites and how to promote safety as they run and manage different projects. So within that said, uh, you know, autonomous and connected systems play a significant role in terms of uh, not only implementation, but also research that how uh, autonomous vehicles or uh, robotic equipments could be used to uh, make these construction operations uh, more efficient, more effective, safe, etc. And the third one is uh, innovation and making. Of course, that applies to all of us in all areas of our engineering at the college. So that is a given that as as researchers, as educators, you know that is our uh, constant emphasis that uh, in, in a research one university like Purdue, that we we are innovative, we are creative, and we are coming up with new and innovative uh, ideas and solutions for improving our respective areas of engineering. And really, that's what our faculty do in construction as well. Uh, in engineering and medicine, um, you know we are working in several different ways. As I mentioned, you know as a service industry, we have to provide the facilities that are required by um, medical institutions to be able to uh, be creative, be effective in, in their particular field. So how do hospitals uh, need to be designed? You know, how effectively they need to be delivered? Um, what can we do in, in terms of, uh, you know, post-disaster recovery, for instance, you know, what type of healthcare facilities are required, how they can be constructed effectively and fast enough so that the medical profession can respond to the increasing need for uh, medical help. Uh, so there are these multiple ways in which we are engaging through uh, research in virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, disaster mitigation, role of infrastructure in um, and, and then, of course, engineering and, and how that relates to the field of medicine. In terms of the cislunar uh, PEI, uh, you know, recently one of, our, uh, one of our senior design teams was looking at uh, uh, built environment on Mars. And, uh, you know, they, they took that as a challenge to see that, okay, we understand how to deliver the built environment and projects uh, on uh, on Earth, then what would change if we were to go in space and, and how those would have to be delivered and, and what type of uh, engineering principles and practices are applicable and what new ones need to be developed. So that was a very interesting project that one of our senior design uh, teams uh, recently uh, participated in. So that's really how we are looking at the PEIs uh, and our contribution to the college. Well, it certainly sounds like one of the watchwords of of CEM and indeed of all uh, Purdue uh, 
is interdisciplinarity, that everyone is working uh, together, so many specialties, uh, so many uh, I- individuals, so many uh, research groups, and then not only on campus, but uh, uh, with uh, industry and with other peer institutions. And the, uh, the, the, the amount of teamwork must be just uh, immense. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, going back to what I mentioned earlier, that as a, as a service industry, it is important for us that uh, you know, we understand what are the deliverables and what are the requirements of uh, clients from different parts of the industry. And so, of course, the solutions that we, we propose are, are very multidisciplinary and uh, all our uh, research projects include individuals from uh, different areas, not only within engineering, but but also uh, outside of engineering, such as uh, you know social sciences, uh, management, uh, uh, and economics, and and political science, and uh, and of course sciences as well. So our faculty uh, on every, or I can safely say that almost on every project, you know, there is a, a multidisciplinary team engaged in conducting that research. Is that one of the things that has changed over the nearly 45 years of the division's life? Uh, It's just a phenomenon of uh, almost every aspect of the engineering profession that everything is connected to everything else in, in more ways than ever? Yes, that is a very interesting question. Uh, you know, construction engineering as a field is a very young field. Uh, you know, I can uh, I can think back to maybe about fifty years. I would safely say that it has emerged as a field of its own. So, you know, if I were to think back, I would say that in the initial period, that would be in the early seventies and eighties. You know, the emphasis was more on resolving and establishing construction engineering as a field, uh, the theoretical concepts and the structure that is required to be able to deliver projects in, in, uh, in, in you know, within costs, quality, safety, schedule, and so on. Uh, with, with that area saturating and, and uh, you know, with good control on those aspects, of course, the research has moved along to see, okay, now let's, let's look at how we can innovate the construction industry and bring in, in multiple areas, as I mentioned earlier, in responding to the, the client need and, and bringing in uh, new technology, new ways, increasing productivity. Because in the end, if we are able to improve productivity of our, of our projects, and we are able to bring those projects in under cost, within schedule, uh, top quality, and and uh, sustainability, and so on. Of course, with all the safety parameters, then that is that is what would be looked for as uh, as our industry competes for different jobs. So, you know, um, your question about how interdisciplinarity has increased. In our research, that is that is the reason you know, we 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 try to bring in uh, the best of the practices and develop our best practices uh, to improve how construction projects are delivered and managed. Is this a pivotal time in construction and infrastructure, such that uh, we might see 
you know, entirely new or transformative approaches to uh, at least the the construction world or uh, the, the infrastructure or or indeed the construction management. As everywhere else, you know, the the digital world is growing. A few decades back, we would be looking at uh, you know printouts of plans and specifications. Now everything is moving digital. Previously, you would have plan rooms where you would have uh, uh, drawings spread out for everybody to come and take a look at. Now everybody can uh, have a, a, a iPad or a digital pad to carry around on the site, and immediately you can have the latest and the best uh, results from within that. With the increasing computational capacities, you know there are a lot of opportunities that have opened up for the construction industry to uh, to incorporate that and to uh, radically improve how projects are delivered you know there was uh, there was there was time when engineering and design would would take a lot of time but now with uh, uh, building information modeling and uh, techniques of that kind and tools available that uh, has allowed not only to speed up the the design and the and the drafting process but it has also opened up a lot of connectivity issues where now you can connect to vendors and suppliers and provide information for different elements within uh, a facility so a lot of things have evolved over the years that uh, require you know that the cyber physical space uh, as we as we see it is uh, becomes integral to the construction industry and within that uh, of course you know as every business needs to needs to develop and and uh, be profitable we're also looking at you know how management practices need to change how managing projects need to evolve such that it is uh, taking into account the the digital world the generation of uh, young engineers that are coming forward, you know, their their training, their uh, aspect of or their perspective of a digital world is quite different than those who have been in the industry for 10, 20 years. And how do you integrate that talent into the construction industry and um, um, the future of it in terms of project management and delivery of projects? That's a good segue into asking about the school's relationship with alumni and uh, all of those folks who do bring such uh, background into the field, but also want to uh, partner with and support the young blood that's coming in to the field. Uh, how how does that connection with alumni function well for your for CEM? Oh, we are very proud of our alumni. Uh, you know, they have been extremely supportive. They're very passionate about the division, and uh, they have been our, our our backbone support in the experiential program that we that we deliver. So, let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, you know, first being, as I mentioned, we require three internships, and uh, we place our students on construction projects with construction companies. And they give them uh, the experiential training and exposure to the industry. Now, having been in, uh, having existed for about almost forty-five years now, you know we have uh, a lot of our alums are in uh, different 
levels within different companies, you know, starting from field engineer all the way to presidents and so. And so the exposure that our students get or the mentoring that our students get from these individuals is tremendous. First of all, they're passionate about their program. They see that a young student is uh, is uh, uh, coming into their company, whether as an intern or as a fresh engineer. You know, they they make sure that they they are uh, they are mentored and that they are successful. I mentioned about Win C. As I said, the Women in Construction was an initiative that was spearheaded by some of our alumni, and they have taken it upon themselves to make sure that young women as they come to our program, as they join the industry, feel uh, safe, comfortable, and they get the best of the best uh, from the industry and the learning experience that we have to offer. So that has been a fantastic uh, effort that was championed by our alumni. In addition to that, uh, we have a, a strong advisory board, and that advisory board has at the present about 22 uh, different companies. Uh, these are all the way from uh, family-owned businesses to big enterprises, and uh, they are again uh, mostly comprised of our alums that uh, take out time to meet with us uh, twice a year and uh, give us advice on uh, what are the contemporary issues, uh, how best to create the the student experience, and to uh, and to prepare our students to be uh, successful individuals, not only for the industry, but also as individuals for the society. And uh, they they keep us on our toes in terms of uh, the best and the greatest. And that is one of the reasons, I believe, that we are one of the top programs in the country. To sum up, what do you see ahead for CEM? Are there particular areas you anticipate will be Hotbeds of change, uh, areas of rapid growth, and uh, what will Purdue's role be in the field in five or ten or fifteen years? You know, moving forward, as we have been discussing throughout this session, that uh, infrastructure is plays a major role, and uh, we, there's a there's a major need for improving the country's infrastructure. Those are projects that could run into trillions of dollars. And uh, uh, many of our uh, sponsor companies and our partner companies work in that space. And we anticipate that there is going to be a surge in qualified construction engineers that would be able to manage these mega projects. And uh, projects of all kinds, really. But many of these projects turn out to be mega projects that goes into you know billion plus dollars. Now, having said that, we find that you know we are in a very good position, not only because our uh, interaction with uh, beavers and and other uh, related infrastructure companies that we are able to place our students on internships, uh, but also uh, our placement with uh, all other important segments of the industry, the commercial side, the industrial side, and so on. And in, in, in preparing these uh, students to serve the industry. The second thing that we are, we are anticipating and moving forward is that there would be, as I mentioned, you know, surge in, uh, in, in uh, construction engineers 
who uh, have uh, have effective training in project management are knowledgeable about their specific areas and uh, uh, are are able to uh, you know join that segment of the industry and towards that end you know we are we are developing a professional master's program as i mentioned earlier that would uh, train these individuals and the unique feature of our professional master's program in construction engineering and management would would be that we were we are going to provide uh, seven different areas of uh, specialty within that professional master's program so whether you're coming from the industrial sector whether you're coming from heavy highway sector whether you're coming from uh, you know building commercial sector or healthcare sector you will find uh, a customizable program that will give you the training within whatever knowledge area you work in whether you work as an estimator scheduler project manager or you're on the finance side you will be able to custom design your program so that you get the best of the best training that is necessary another unique feature that we are implementing is that uh, you know we'll be requiring uh, a project that be done by these individuals and because they're working professionals we expect that they would bring a project from the company and by the time they they are done that they deliver a solution to to their company while working with their cohort and their faculty advisors and uh, we see that as a as a win-win situation we see that as a value add that the industries uh, the companies would be interested in sending us their employees uh, for professional masters but in the end would also gain these uh, important uh, research well researched and well documented solutions for uh, whatever problem they they think should be addressed within their organization so we are we are setting up a very unique uh, professional masters program that is going to be a combination of on site and online version and uh, we believe that in in today's world you know the online aspect is picking up as you can see and uh, we would be very well placed to respond to the needs of the industry in addition to that we talked about research and uh, i mentioned the cyber physical space uh, we recently hired a faculty uh, as a beaver fellow who is an expert in in underground infrastructure and uh, we were talking about infrastructure rehabilitation you know he's a, he's a world known expert in that field um we i mentioned earlier that in cyber physical space we we are hiring a young faculty and she's going to join us uh, both of them are going to join us in july and uh, an expert in the cyber physical space uh, the research that i mentioned all our faculty are experts in the specific areas so that is only adding tremendous strength to what we have to deliver as a as a program not only at the undergraduate level but also at the graduate level and in in terms of uh, uh, research as well one aspect that i mentioned earlier is you know we are also uh, moving towards facilities engineering and that is going to be a subspecialty as i mentioned within uh, a professional masters area also in terms of uh, a service um, what we did few years back was all the projects that our students deal with or i should say most of the projects that our students deal with are real projects where in in our senior design we encourage 
uh, the, the projects that we take for our students uh, are real projects. So our students can talk to the clients, they can talk to their mentors, they can talk to the faculty in coming up with uh, the best solution for that particular project and problem. So in terms of uh, teaching, research, and service, you know, I think uh, this is how we are gearing ourselves to be uh, to maintain our uh, standing as the uh, best program in the country in construction engineering and management. Yeah, that, that's such an exciting and uh, comprehensive overview. A anything else? Well, let's see. Now we, we had a good discussion. A few couple of points that come to my mind. Perhaps I should I should also point those out. Uh, and those being that you know I, I mentioned several times that our, our program is uh, experiential program. And uh, having said that, what we have done over the past years is that we have uh, we have balanced our faculty very well between tenure track faculty and faculty of practice, engineering practice. And uh, tenure track faculty, of course, um, you know, they are, they're great in not only their, uh, uh, their practical and theoretical knowledge, but their, their emphasis is more on research. And uh, faculty of engineering practice, having spent uh, most part of their career in the industry, bring back that wealth of knowledge that is important to tie together the theoretical concepts and the practical concepts so that our students understand uh, how to implement the best practices, how to implement theory and practice, what are some of the uh, challenges that they're likely to face, bottlenecks that they need to be able to uh, overcome, and of course, how to implement the best practices and, and deliver that project to the best of the ability. Second part of that is that you know, we few years back we started a group called EPCOM or Engineering Procurement Construction Operation Maintenance, and our intention there was to also offer service to the industry. Now, there's there has been a, uh, you know there, there's a, there's a disconnect often between academic research and industry practices. Industry on their own, companies on their own implement some of the best practices and deliver great projects. And uh, but they don't filter down to academia because they're not documented. On the other hand, uh, there's great research going on not only at Purdue but several other universities that relate to that relates to construction engineering and management, and that does not get transferred over to uh, the industry as well. So there is that disconnect, and to bridge that gap, we developed this group called EPCOM. Engineering, Procurement, Construction, Operation, Maintenance, where we put together a team of uh, industry experts and academic experts to help a company resolve whatever issue they might be facing in terms of in the domain of construction engineering and management. And uh, uh, that is something I wanted to point out. I didn't get a chance to do that earlier, that that is another way that we are looking at uh, providing service to the industry. That's very reminiscent of everything I know about Purdue, namely that uh, when when a, a problem is seen, the uh, boilermakers want to get out there and solve it. And uh, as new problems emerge, that's exactly your inclination, it sounds like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. I've been speaking with Dr. Mark Hastak, head of construction engineering and management in Purdue's College of Engineering. 
And uh, once again, uh, thank you so much for, for joining us and describing a very exciting field of engineering and uh, very major reasons for uh, uh, excitement and uh, optimism about the future. Thank you, Dr. Hastak. Thank you. It has, it has indeed been a pleasure. Thank you very much. The future is just beginning at the college. Our guest has been Dr. Mark Hastak, Head of Construction Engineering and Management in the College of Engineering. Learn more at engineering.purdue.edu slash CEM. Our podcast's original theme music, More to Come, is by C. Chris Peters. Audio production is by Purdue grad and staff member Saad Mukhtar. I'm your host, Bill Schmidt. See you in the future.